Hey, we're continuing our series on Holy Spirit. Now, as a Christian, there are three levels of knowing Holy Spirit. The first level is when the Holy Spirit is with you. See, the, the Holy Spirit is the one who leads you and I to salvation. What is salvation? Well, salvation is when we give our lives to Jesus, when we dedicate our lives to Him. The Holy Spirit is the one who leads us to that place. You've got to understand the Holy Spirit is with everyone who doesn't know Jesus. And the reason is because He is there to convict us and to convict them of their sin and to bring them to that place where they confess and bring their lives to Jesus. The second way is the Holy Spirit comes to live in you. Turn to someone and say, in me. Why is this important? Now, why does the Holy Spirit come and live in us? The point is he's trying to develop the fruit of the Spirit in us. He's trying to develop character uh, to change us to become more like Jesus. That is the point after all, to become more like Jesus. And the third level is when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. He comes upon us for service. Now, the disciples, um, they received Holy Spirit when Jesus rose from the grave. And uh, he said to him, he breathed on them and he said, here, receive Holy Spirit. Then he said later on, he said, in a couple of days time, Holy Spirit will come and you will do what? And what will happen? The Holy Spirit will come upon you, he said, and you will receive power. See, tongues wasn't the main thing. The main focus was power. And the power isn't given to us to have a crazy charismatic ministry. It is given to us to be witnesses. You've got to understand, many people speak 200 kilometers an hour in tongues, but they don't actually witness, tell people about Jesus, share Jesus with them, share the gospel with them. There is no power in their lives, and that is why the Holy Spirit comes upon us. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. How do we have the Holy Spirit to come upon us? What does it mean practically? How do we get that right, Antoine? I want the Holy Spirit to come upon me. So if you're taking notes, the title of the message is called Romeo. You know, like Romeo, Juliet, Romeo. I remember when Joy and I, you know, we did our wedding list. We went to different places to find things for our house and for our rooms, but specifically for our bedroom. And as a guy, I mean, I didn't care. I mean, I slept on the floor for most of my grade 11 and grade 12 years. So I didn't care, man. I remember my brother calling me and my older brother who's in heaven now. And Sean saying to me, listen, bro, you got to make a list of everything that's going to be in this room. But it's got to be less Indiana Jones, less caveman, less Viking, and more Romeo and Juliet. I was like, why? It's like, because that's where the magic happens. This will be your Romeo, Antoine, so that you can be Romeo. So Romeo from that moment in time just stuck in my head. The moment we buy stuff for our bedroom, the moment I want to say stuff, I got to think of Romeo, Romeo, Romeo. So you can take your Bible and you can turn to 2 Kings chapter 4 verse 10. And while you're turning there, we're going to look at this Old Testament, this passage in the Old Testament. Now, the Old Testament is so powerful. Remember, the Old Testament is Christ concealed. And the New Testament is Christ revealed. The Old Testament is the shadow. And the New Testament is the substance. So in the story, there is a rich woman. 
who has a Romeo moment in her life. She notices this prophet walking daily past them every day. She sees them every single day. And she says to her husband in verse 9, I'm sure this man who stops, who stops in from time to time is a holy man. He's a man of God. Let's build a small room for him on the roof and furnish it with a bed, a table, a chair, and a lamp. Then he will have a place to stay whenever he comes by. To so say, Romeo. See, we see this beautiful imagery in this text to help us understand that if we want the Holy Spirit to come on us, we need to make room for Him. Now, to make room for Holy Spirit, first thing we need to do, number one, if you're taking notes, is to place a bed. Place a bed. To make room for Holy Spirit, the first thing we need to do is to place a bed. Why a bed? Why not a couch or a car? <laughs> it's because a bed speaks of intimacy. It speaks of rest. So you hang out with your friends at Starbucks, right? At Sterkiniko. You hang out with them there. But you ain't sleeping in the same bed, brother. I mean, I love my friends, but brew, there's no way you're getting in my bed. A bed speaks of rest, and it speaks of intimacy, and it's a place for my wife, and it's a place for me. Now, why is this important? Why a bed? Well, you can write this down. Your intimacy with God is your place of rest. Your intimacy with God is your place of rest. In 2 Corinthians 13, 14, it says, May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship, underline the word fellowship, of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Now, that, that word fellowship, um, meaning the same way that God the Father loved humanity, and the same way that Jesus showed grace through the cross, Holy Spirit, listen to this, Holy Spirit has a gift to humanity. And what is the gift? The gift is called fellowship. And in Greek, this word means partnership. It means intercourse, distribution, and connection or communion. It's a very intimate word. See, it's not just a word that we used to chat, chat quickly over the phone. Like, hey, let's have fellowship. No, no. It's intimate. It's private. It's powerful. See, it's a, used, it's a word used by couples when they're in bed. See, this means that the Holy Spirit isn't interested in being a theological concept. But He wants to have an intimate relationship with you. It doesn't just want to be a thought. It doesn't want to be one of your 200 friends on Insta or on TikTok. But He, the ones that you don't know, right? He wants to be close to you. He wants you to talk to Him. He wants you to, to hear Him, to listen to Him, to, to invite Him in every single moment of your life. Your intimacy with God is your place of rest. See, the benefit of making room for Holy Spirit is stress reduction. <laughs> you know, COVID stress, school stress, parenting stress. Stress is rampant right now. See, every time I say stress, you stress, 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 stress. <laughs> Listen, Jesus said to Martha, you are so worried about many things. 
and I am in your house and you are still stressed. But one thing is needed, Martha. There's one thing that you need to know. One thing that you got to do. One thing that you need to stop is you need to stop that and get into my presence. Feed on me. See, one of the ways we overcome stress and anxiety is, you raise, is to raise your intimacy with God. You have to go from just knowing God as the ruler of the universe to God being an intimate friend. You've got to talk to Holy Spirit. You've got to make, make a room with a bed in your schedule. Carve out time in your calendar to be with Holy Spirit. So number, number two, not only was there a bed in the house, there was also a lamp. So number two, place a lamp. Point number two, place a lamp. Next to the bed, there was a lamp. Follow me. It might get a little bit weird, but follow me. In Proverbs 20 verse 27, it says, The spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord. The spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord. So you got to understand, we're made of three things. A body, a soul, and a spirit. Your spirit is the contact point for the Holy Spirit. So the second way of making room for Holy Spirit is that you need to make room in your spirit for Holy Spirit to speak to you. See, Holy Spirit won't always use your pastor or an audible voice, hello, or a song on the radio on Jacaranda. No, 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 no. God will often use, listen, God will often use a lamp, and that lamp is your spirit. Write this down. Anchor your lamp. Anchor your lamp. See, the reason why so many people don't hear the voice of God is because their spirit isn't, is, isn't anchored in Him. It's anchored in Netflix instead of Scripture. See, the lamp won't shine if it's not connected into the light socket. The socket is Scripture. So you need to go deeper in Scripture. One verse a day won't let the devil go away. You've got to plug into the Word. Now, and, and that plug refers to prayer life. How will you know what Holy Spirit is saying if you're not reading Scripture and you're not talking to Him? So how do you discern the voice of Holy Spirit? Three C's. Write this down. Number one, compare the voice or what you're hearing to the Bible. Compare it to the Bible. Always compare what you hear to the word, always compare a word to his word. Holy Spirit will never contradict Holy Scripture. Say with me, Holy Spirit will never contradict Holy Scripture. For example, if you feel led to sell drugs to benefit the kingdom, that's probably not Holy Spirit. Number two, cultivate intimacy. Instead of praying, Holy Spirit, I want to hear your voice. Pray, Holy Spirit, I want to know you. Because I got to know my wife better, the result was I knew her voice. Number three, check with your mentors or check with your spouse. You see, when Samuel heard the voice of God, but wasn't sure, guess what he did? He went to Eli and he told him he's hearing voices. Sometimes God will put mentors or your spouse in your life to help you discern his voice. So, there's a bed, there's a lamp, but number three, there's also a chair in the story. Now, this lady in this verse 
added a chair to this room. Remember, Romeo. What does a chair refer to? A chair speaks of witnessing. If you want more of Holy Spirit, you need to witness. Not a pulpit, but a chair. Not a stage, but a seat. See, intimacy with Holy Spirit leads to hearing the voice of Holy Spirit, which has to lead to evangelism, or else you'll become weird. See, we've all seen those spiritually weird, awkward people like, I don't want to be like them. Don't be like them. See, they can tell you if Adam had a belly button or not. They can tell you all these weird things about angels and, oh, it's amazing. They can tell you weird spiritual mysteries. But Holy Spirit doesn't want you to be weird. Because our goal on this earth is to be salt. Not a weird substance that no one else needs. we got to be salt. But that's a result of having a bed, having a lamp, and then having a chair. Write this down. Avoid the glare and get a chair. Avoid the glare and get a chair. See, many people have a bed and a lamp. But they don't make room to be a witness to their friends, to the families, to the community, when they go to the shops and they're with their colleagues. Other people, other people like to hide in their bed because they don't want to sit at a chair. We live in a generation where everyone is getting out of the closet. Maybe Christian, maybe, just maybe it is time for Christians to do the same. To speak up for Jesus, to share Jesus, because it is a natural response when you're in love with someone to talk about them. We're not talking about shoving Christianity down people's throats. Rather like, it's, it's rather like the other day when I went to play with our kids at a play cafe. We took pictures and I put it on the gram. And guess what happened? We became evangelists for that play cafe. I wasn't shoving it down anyone's throat. I was just sharing. So when you're excited about something, you want to share and not shove. Let me say it again. When you're excited about something, you want to share and not shove. We do it with McDonald's. We do it with places we go to. We do it the whole time. We got to do it with Jesus. You're not a Christian if you want to keep your faith private. Sharing with others why you watch online, what Jesus has done for you, inviting them to connect group. That's Christianity 101. Did you know that Jesus had 132 contacts recorded in the New Testament? Six were in the temple and four were in the synagogue, which means that 122 were on the streets, by the lakes, on the mountains, meaning Jesus was a witness. Wherever we go physically, on the street, to gym, buy food, to work, or whether we go, wherever we go digitally, Facebook, Insta, whatever, wherever, WhatsApp, wherever we go, we got to bring a chair and be a witness. Three ways to be an effective witness. Number one, pray for impact. Pray that God will use you to make an impact. That means that every day that we wake up, we live with intention. Wherever I go today, God, I want to live with intention and I'm bringing a chair. Have focus and have purpose. The goal is not to get rich. It's not to lose weight. It's not to get married. Your goal is to reflect Jesus. And that's the role of the Holy Spirit. Jesus' goal was to live 
and to die for the lost. Number two, make room for interruptions. When people interrupt you, <laughs> don't see it as an interruption, but a divine appointment. See, this is a big one for me. I don't like interruptions. <laughs> I like to plan everything and I dislike surprises. But I remember one day, God told me in a dream, He said, son, you've got to begin to like surprises. <laughs> because interruptions can be divine appointments to bring a chair and to share. So, we make room for Holy Spirit by setting up a bed, and meaning we have intimacy, we spend time with Him. Then we have a lamp speaking of prayer and the Word. We bring a chair referring to sharing. And lastly, in the story, we see a table. Number four, have a table. Now, a table can be used for many things. It is used for eating, for chilling, for fighting. But mainly tables are especially used, especially now during COVID, for work. Now, when I refer to work, I'm specifically referring now to miracles. I genuinely believe when we have a genuine relationship with Holy Spirit, there will be proof that Holy Spirit is working in us and through us. And the proof is what? The miracles. To walk with Holy Spirit and not experience a supernatural life, it's like getting into a pool and not getting wet. It's impossible. But the challenge is that so many of us, it's, it's a, the challenge is mental. It's, it's because of tradition that we reject the table. And we love Holy Spirit, but we don't want the table. So we limit the power of Holy Spirit. So Holy Spirit wants to do something that He's able to perform, not just you performing. He wants to do something in and through us. And this is what happened to this woman. She placed the bed. A lamp and a chair and a table. See, she couldn't get pregnant. And guess what happens? God performs a miracle for her. As we close, you've got to understand, we all have areas in our lives where we need miracles. Don't be embarrassed about it. Those things are room for Holy Spirit to move. If you've got a problem, the Holy Spirit has room and the room is an opportunity for God to show you how good it is. Write this down. Holy Spirit puts an expiration on your limitation. you got to understand your problem has an expiration date. Because He is Jehovah Jireh. Your debt has to expire. Your poverty has to expire. Your sickness has to go. We might not always get what we want, but we will always get what we need through the power and miraculous working of Holy Spirit. Now, the other day I got very sick. Um, I ate food that expired. <laughs> and I realized as I was preparing this message, I felt God is saying, some of you watching, you are still living with things that have expired at the cross. And the resurrection of Jesus. You're still holding on to it. And it's making you sick. Unforgiveness. Jesus said he's forgiven you of everything. Sickness has been paid by the stripes on his back. Anxiety needs to go. 
because the fear of the Lord is our joy and our strength. Fear has to go. Finances has to expire. It has to go because the Lord is my provider. We got to get to a place where we don't just have a bed, where there's intimacy, where there's not just a lamp to, to pray and find and read scripture, where there's not just a chair to evangelize and share with the world, but that there's also a, a, a table where the Holy Spirit can do miraculous things in and through our lives. Are you making a table? Are you making room for Holy Spirit to move our or are we just making our own plans, trying to do things in our own power? It's got to come a place where we're like, Father, I've done everything. I've made this table. I trust you. I don't know what miracle you need right now. But Jesus has paid for that. Whether it's finances, relationships, work, sickness, heartache, pain, or your miracle, was conceived or birthed at the cross and the resurrection of Jesus. And the Holy Spirit is here to bring it to life for you and for me. And we might not always get what we want, but we will always get what we need. Let me pray for you. Father God, I want to pray for everyone who needs a miracle right now. Daddy, you know what's going on in the hearts and the lives of your people. And Holy Spirit, I pray for peace. I pray for joy that surpasses all knowledge and understanding. I pray that hope will rise up in our hearts. That we will be the salt and the light of the earth. And that people will look at us and they will see, wow, how did she get through this? How did he get through this? And we can just point to you, Holy Spirit. It's not by might. It's not by power. But it's through you, Holy Spirit, that I can do all things. Holy Spirit, I pray for covering over your people right now. In Jesus' name. If you've got any prayer requests, just email us right now. And let us know. And we'll pray for you. We'll pray for you during the week. If you're going through stuff emotionally, anxiety-driven, depression-related, or just stuff, whether you're 13 or 313, let us know. We'd love to pray for you during this week. But I want you to know God is for you and is not against you. And He loves you. Father, you're amazing. Thank you for your goodness towards us. Father, I pray as we go into this week, beautiful Holy Spirit, that you'll empower us. You'll give us wisdom that you'll clothe us with your armor, that we will be warriors ready to go into this war to fight this battle for you, that the sick will be healed, the blind will see, the deaf will hear, the dead will be raised from, from dead to life again. In Jesus' name, and people go from darkness to light because of, of our witness and because of who you are. Jesus, we love you. You are so amazing. Amen.